This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. What's going on, Jason Glick? Hey, I'm back back from Comic-Con. I'm going through some like interesting life stuff right now. It's like, hey, this is the perfect time to talk about um, one of Dark Horse's um, newest, well, not really newest releases, but um, Elfin Lied, because that's my mulligan pick, because if anyone remembers like what I talked about, that I was going to talk about um, Bendis's um, stuff um, at DC last time. Well, guess what? Turns out my, the good guys at um, Cheap Graphic Novels weren't able to get get it in stock, so now it's only shipping right now. So we're talking about Elfin Lied right now, and that's good because otherwise I was going to write a lot about this series because this is kind of a uh, interesting series. In fact, you know, John, it's like you've also got some history with the series, don't you? Yeah, I watched the anime back uh, when it aired. Well, right after it aired, I should say. Um, so, yeah, I downloaded the fan subs when they were being, you know, as they were being released. So that's been some time now, but yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, do you remember what was special about the fan subs? I don't remember. I'm not entirely sure what you're referring to. Okay, because this is... Th- I. Because um, this is actually involves um, our our good buddy Lovin, because um, he 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 uh, recommended this to uh, to to me at least. It's like um, when when it came out because it, it involves something special. It actually came with an advisory warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not from the um, actual Japanese producers or the television network that it was broadcast on. It came with an advisory warning from the fan subbers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this. It's been a while. I do still have the fan subs around, even though later on I did purchase the DVDs. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not, and yeah, they're sitting in a box somewhere because I haven't unpacked them, um, along with a lot of other DVDs, so it's not particular. But what, what was the warning? It's too violent. Yeah, it was like, it was surprisingly violent. I mean, just. I mean, that was actually what got Lovin's attention. The fact that this came with an advisory from the fan subbers, who, as you know, anyone who's like engaged in fan subbing knows, like, you know, they're not really like too particular when it comes to, you know, violence or extreme subject matter because, hey, anime. Yeah, good time exactly. To right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when this came out with like, when this came with an advisory warning, Lovin was kind of like, huh, cool. I'm going to get that. And naturally, he decided to show it to us, and wow, holy shit, it's like, you know, that first episode was definitely an attention getter, because, you know, it's like, it, because the, uh, I mean, the appeal of Elf and Lied, the anime, like, at the beginning, is, like, it's a combination of, like, cute moe um, characters with Akira-level ultraviolence, because it starts off with, um, you know, it's like it's like this, it takes place in this like this underground, um, like underground research facility where the alien, where where like um, they re- where the um, where Japanese government is researching, you know, these creatures clandestinely, and oh, you know, there's also this klutzy, uh, this klutzy secretary who just wants to uh, do right by her by her su- by her superior. It's like I don't, and even though it's like she trips over her own feet, like on. Um, every scene she's in but the thing is like there's this one one character who who, like who they're guarding like like with locks locks under locks under key and wouldn't you know it she gets out because she's got like 
kind of the kind of psych, psychic powers that will just like like murder everyone in her path. Like her, her name is Lucy, and she just and even though it's like she spends like most of the first episode like I'm um, half naked with a the mat with the um, iron mask over her face, she she spends the first half just like murdering the fuck out of everyone in this like in this place. And you're just like holy shit. I mean, this is like this is supposed to be a kind of a cute series, like right, John. I believe the term is moy, but yes, yes. you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, if I'm looking at the original Japanese cover correctly, you'd never guess the first uh, volume. Uh, the first volume, you'd never guess that'd be a violent thing. It's like pink with a picture of her being very cute, huge eyes. Yes, all that. Yes, all of that. Yeah, you know, I'm featuring, and that's Lucy, by the way, everyone. Yes. Yeah, she's just like Merton. She's just first episode murdering the fuck out of everyone, including the occult secretary. She just rips her goddamn head off. Yep. I mean, yeah. It's like, and you're like, holy shit, this doesn't happen. This does not happen in. It's like even in like your like your Moe type anime, and it's like, and the, yeah, then she. I mean, she makes her way out. She escapes, but then she's shot. You know, like she's shot in, in her head in a way that allows her to like you know lose the mask. And then fall into the ocean, and then meet up with um, the other protagonists of our series, um, Kolta, who is a, a recent high school graduate, and his childhood friend Yuka. Um, as they're just, you know, like get, get, getting to re know each other, it's like as they, it's like as they um, spend the summer right before they head into college. And um, then, wouldn't you know it? It's like Lucy washes up on the shore near the um, sleepy Japanese village where they said to spend the summer, like out of nostalgia, and well. So, um, and so, like, well, when they encounter um, Lucy there, well, what do you think happens, John? Violence. Yeah, or, you know, pants wetting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it turns out that um, Lucy has um, two different personalities. She's got the, uh, there's Lucy, who is the uh, violent, um, violent side of, it's like, of the character, who, is, who resents ev- everything that's been done to her. By, by humans up to this point. And then there's New, who is, you know, a childlike, like, um, knife who just doesn't know anything about anything, like, even about, um, you know, um, ba- it's like, um, potty training. Because one of the, uh, it's like, because, pro- like, you know, when they, uh, when, um, when Kota and Yuka invite her back to their, like, their summer home, Maple House, like, you know, Lucy is just, I mean, New is just kind of like, like, New, New, New. New, because she just can't remember how to use the bathroom properly, and that's kind of the definition of kind of says the dichotomy of the series. I mean, on one hand, it's like crazy, like ultra violent, um, like a hero level stuff against Moy type characters, and on the other hand, it's just kind of like, you know wacky, you know summer, like summer style hijinks. I mean, you're, it's 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 a bizarre mix, right, John? It's a it's a it's it's a tale of contrast in a lot of ways. In indeed, that's yeah. And it's like and that's kind of like the defining memory I've got for the uh, like for the on for the anime. I mean, I watched. I mean, like this first episode, even though like the first half I'll say is much stronger than the second. Yeah, it was something like I kind of wanted to watch and go, okay, this is crazy shit. Where's it gonna go? So, so we, so I mean, we did. I did that. Um, with, like, with some friends for like thirteen episodes, 
And the end result was something that I felt, you know, was probably evolved into something that was probably stronger than it's like, you know, like crazy opening would have had to the point where you know, if it had dropped like all the uh, Moe slice of life type stuff and just focused on the story about, um, you know, it's like characters who have to um, learn to overcome the cycle of hate they've um, forced themselves into, then, you know, it, the series would have been arguably much stronger. Ah, maybe a bit less memorable going by the opening, that's how I feel about the anime. I mean, it's the anime is like is like I said, it's 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 a special thing in my my memory. Just if not for the um, for that advisory warning, but just for like how it's it's honestly kind of unique in terms of like you know its combination of more cuteness and like a cure level ultra violence. Yeah, but, I'd say that um, there was, uh, and I think we talked about this when you told me about the series, but Higurashi. Um, or when they cry, um, mm-hmm. uh, the which the game premiered around the same time um, as the series. The television, uh, the anime on TV, didn't happen until two thousand six, and uh, you know, and and you know, if you carry forward the same theme of like, oh, here's Moe characters getting violent and stuff. They, they took it to an extreme as well, but of course they weren't the first ones to do it. So one could say, hey, yeah, um, that's, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty nuts. So, um, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, like, just no spoiler, but I mean, seriously, when you start it, it starts out with one of the characters. It's, it's like a, it's a flash forward of them brutally murdering another one of the characters, like in just cold. You're talking about Higurashi, right? Yes, Higurashi, exactly. But I'm saying, like, this was like two years later, you know, after this premiered. So, yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like I mean, how would you compare the compare the two? Because I know that, like I said, Elf and Lied kind of like had this uneasy relationship with this Moe elements, but Higurashi, I mean, it's like it seemed to like I never never saw much of it, but it seemed like the it, the point of it was using those Moe elements as you know craziness or horror uh there was yeah there was yeah and and one of the that's true um and one of the one of the main um criticisms of anime or anime i should say um is that it's incapable of producing horror um because of you know of of you know kind of the contextual it's not like you know, it's something you see. It's something that you see on, you know, that's animated. Um, it, it, it has the potential to remove someone, uh, you know, from what would t- potentially be a scary or tense situation. However, um, I think both of these shows do it fairly well. Um, and, you know, um, there's this one part, and I mean... And, and sometimes I almost think of it as like, wow, what are these sadomasochists? I mean, you know, that have written <laughs> this because, um, uh, you know, I uh, just the other day, just for kicks on Higurashi, I know we're talking about F and Lied, but and I will do the same to that. Um, but I just, I just like, oh, let me just throw, I just threw it in the middle of one of the of the story arcs, and just I didn't even pick. I just like, okay, right in the middle here, and and the scene. I, I, I couldn't stop watching it because I was just mesmerized by by the things that were going on, you know, where um, there's, a, you know, like I said, not to not to derail this, the, the anime conversation. But in that series, you have there's, um, you know, there's several story um, 
uh, let's say time resets for lack of a better word you know um, it's like Groundhog Day yeah kind of like that kind of like Groundhog Day um, and uh, there's a twin there's a set of twin sisters and one of them um, you know is the heiress of a of, of essentially of, a, of of Yakuza you know so that um, and in order and for her twin sister um, the the one that that's kind of not the heiress she's trying to protect this one boy and um well uh you know protect her protect him from um being um tortured anymore um <laughs> so uh they wind up you know she uh, you know her sister says okay if you want me to protect her rip three of your fingernails off and there's a torture yeah. there's a, yeah there's a torture machine and by the way this was not we're going to rip three of your fingernails off no you do it here's the machine prove your loyalty and it's just like you know the tension there is like is she going to do it is she is her sister actually going to make her you know do this you know and 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 she she winds up she winds up doing it twice even you know begging for her sister for mercy you know but it's just crazy and then there's an ironic twist to it but i'm not gonna tell you that <laughs> so um but yeah you, you just kind of go and and there's some there's some insane tension tension there you know so um does you know does her sister get that pound of flesh as it were you know to quote the merchant from um, venice um you know but uh yeah um and in this series the violence is fairly gratuitous in the, in its scenes it's uh, you know um i believe yeah, limbs uh, get ripped limbs get ripped the fuck off really yeah when you're talking about that secretary like in the anime like in the very beginning the secretary gets decapitated and she uses her body as a shield yeah i mean it's like she she <laughs> she, she trips in front i mean like it's a tense standoff between like one of the like the like one of the uh, um one of the uh, uh, like re- residents heads and like his and his guards and and uh, Lucy and then like this girl just the secretary just trips in front of in front of both of them and it's kind of like oh god this is dumb like I've seen this before we what's gonna happen oh my god yeah, no mercy <laughs> yeah <laughs> no mercy yeah. anyway <laughs> which can be very tense I'll tell you that. yes <laughs> definitely definitely memorable it's like in and um. It's like, and that's that's the anime, I mean, and I think that the anime, it's like, it's probably easier to take seriously compared to the manga because reading the manga, and this is like, this is a shoot from Dark Horse in the nice three-in-one om- like omnibus, because nothing says confidence in um, we're going to we're going to this is going to sell for us like a three-in-one omnibus, and I'm I'm being facetious here because you know the Kurosaki Corpse Delivery Service is going to be reissued in three-in-one omnibus, which we all know sell. Like sold fuck all, but I'm digressing here. Mm-hmm. But um, but Elfin, but Elfin lied the manga. Well, reading this this first volume, it's it's a different experience from um like from the manga. I mean, not not necessarily because like it's covering different stuff. I mean, a lot of the same stuff is here. I mean, Secretary still gets her head ripped off. Um, Lucy still has that um limbs ripping off. Um. Like showcase with um the other de- decolonius Nana, but um this is but um the, but the manga called Lin, Lin Okamoto. I mean, when you start reading this, I mean the art it's just kind of rough, really. I mean, it's just kind of like you kind of get the feeling that she that you know like this is something that's kind of happened like early on in her career, and like you know she's 
you know, it's like still feeling out like an individual style. I mean, like that nice um, picture of Lucy you see on the cover right here. Well, you open open to the first couple pages and you're kind of like, oh, well, we're not going to get that right now, are we? But um, this is, but reading, you know, this, this these um, first three volumes really kind of feels like it's a series that's really kind of a mess. I mean, it's got the, uh, I mean, yes, it's got the whole, like, you know, Lucy escapes from the uh, scientific facility that she's been confined at. She meets up with, um, it's like with, uh, with Kota and y- Yuka. They're being, they're still being chased by the, uh, by, by the cra- crazy, um, it's like, um, like a military guy is like, like Bond, like Bondo, who just, you know, wants to shoot, wants to shoot fucking something. And also, um, Nana, who's got that father complex that's been imprinted on her with one of the facility heads. And it's just, it's like, it, there's just like so much like crazy stuff here. I mean, you've got, I mean, it's like, it's this, this the manga is, it's like, it's that, like, uh, oh, like, you know, childhood friends reconnect. It's like at a uh, nice, nice seaside resort. Oh, it's like you got this, like, this crazy powerful character who's escaping. Um, from a uh, from a government-run facility. Oh, you've got this crazy person who's like um, like who's um like wants to like, shoot everything in terms of like pursuing working for the government guys. Oh, and then there's this homeless girl who makes friends with the dog, and she's running away from being sexually abused by her by her dad. Oh, and then there's this college professor who's also you know the college guy who who's, who's teaching at um Kota and Yuka's um college. And oh, he might have some come cons- some connection with this um. Con- conspiracy as well there's just so much craziness going on with the manga that it's like that i mean like that you get the feeling that okamoto just felt like you know i've got all this stuff here and i'm just gonna throw it all in i mean it's i'm going to have to invoke um the hollow memory of future diary in the sense that it's got that kind of feeling of you know it's like hey you know it's like it's a it's a car that's driving on the highway, and oh, it flies off the it it flies off the end and it explodes, and oh, but it explodes, and there's ninjas um flying out of it. Oh, and the ninjas catch on fire because of the explosion, and oh, like you know, ninjas like clothes burn off and reveal themselves to be Terminator robots, and that's really the kind of feeling that I get with um the manga of Elfin Lied because it's like it's just Okamoto is just throwing just so much. It's like in the series, and no, she doesn't do it well. So I can't really say it's a good, um, like first omnibus. But I can't say it's it's not an entertaining one at least because it um, it's like like I mean like it just like, you just keep reading it just to see how the different um, how how the different plots are going to uh, intertwine, such as when um, Bondo, the crazy military guy, meets up with the uh, teacher at um, at Yuka and um, Kota's um, college, and he basically tells him, "Hey, you know, it's like so you either get castrated or you can just go out and you know, it's like and start um, like you know spreading your genes, like because you've been attacked by Declonius and now you've um, like got you've probably been infected by their." the Clonius virus, and so, hey, I just kind of want to see what it's going to be like when you, like, spread this master race throughout the world. I mean, no, that's that's not, like, logical or realistic or even credible plotting by any stretch of the imagination, really. But it's it's a thing that happens here. 
Oh, and the uh, like that teacher who's um, like at um, Kotonyuka's like college. It's like don't get too attached to him. Really, it's like even though it's like he's got his own like crazy connection to the main plot as well. It's like, I mean, reading this this first volume is just it's like like I said, it's it's something you kind of you kind of appreciate just because it's it's done it, it, like because of all like the crazy stuff that that that's thrown in here. I mean, and you're not going to see this done anywhere else. I mean. To the state, I mean, okay, I've never, I'm, I apologize, John, I've never actually gotten into um, Higurashi, but, you know, this mixture of moe and ultraviolence is still kind of unique. And also, there's like the crazy plot threads that, that Okamoto keeps throwing in are still compelling. Even though I have to admit there are some really awkward moments when they, when they, cr- when her streams cross and, and you're kind of like, oh God, I didn't want to read that. Such is a point where, um, like Lucy um, falls into um, into the bath naked with Kota, and it's like, oh, ho, ho, I've seen this before. This is hilarious. And then Nana, the homeless girl who's been abused by her dad, um, walks in and sees them together, and you're kind of like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. And then, like Nana flashes back. Uh, sorry, Mayu um, flashes back to um, like when she was abused by her dad, and she thinks like. Oh, all men are scum, and then shuts the door right away. And you're like, uh, was was I supposed to find that funny? Because it wasn't. He was really kind of fucked up. And that's kind of what you, that's kind of what you're going to be in for when you're when you're reading Elf and Lied, the manga. I mean, there's there's lots of craziness that you've never going to, never seen before. There's some, like, kind of dumb stuff that that comes with like from its like quasi one-dimensional characters and then there's like you know the awkwardness that comes when like you know when you're throwing when you're throwing in all these different um like themes and plot lines and like, you're gonna get some good some stuff that, like hey it's like kind of interesting and like oh god i wish i had not seen that before so that's that's kind of the uh the appeal of elf and lied you know you know, for me at least, but, um, I don't know. It's like, uh, but you know, there's other stuff in this first volume, but before I, um, dive into that, um, real quick, um, John, did you have anything you wanted to, to add about, add about all this or just, you're wondering just, you know, how, how did, like, why did this manga come into existence in the first place? Oh, no, I don't have anything to add. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm curious to hear the, the rest of what you're going to say on it. So, okay. Cause you know, like, cause the thing is, um, each, well, um, Elf and Lied, the American is a three in one omnibuy. Um, each of the uh, three volumes it collected also included a, uh, chapter of a different manga from Lin Okamoto. Um, and it basically, it kind of feels like these are kind of like the series that she was trying to get started as a series, but just didn't go for, um, it didn't pan out for whatever reason. Um, let's see. It's like we've got, like the first one is a mall, which is about a, uh, it's like a high school kid who's, it's like, who's really sullen and, um, not really like friendly to the, to the opposite sex until he, uh, meets, because he's had this, um, He's been, he was raised by, like, eight other sisters who just, you know, like, made his life a living hell. But it turns out that um, he's got an affinity for dolls, and one of them, you know, 
actually happens to be it's like to be alive. It's like and so he winds up, you know, connecting with her. It's like to the point where like it actually winds up being a uh, it's like like a genuine romantic relationship, which is you know just kind of weird when you think about oh well this unofficial guy's like fall in love with a doll who's who's alive and all, and then you've got like the next one which is um, Digitopolis, which is a more straightforward story about um, it's like about bond diffusing. And it starts off with like this, like this one guy who's part of the bond diffusal unit, and he's not, and um, he's about to get blown blown up. But then this one girl who's just like really, um, like you know, like not nonchalant about everything, and um, she manages to um, like manages to diffuse diffuse the bomb like um no sweat, and um, it's like and it's all about like you know, it's like they're like they're contrasting. Per- personalities his or his cautiousness her like nonchalance and how he finds out about the fact that you know like her it's like her parents were killed by a mad bomber and that's what turned her into like you know wanting to become a uh, like a bond diffusal expert and the final it's like and the final threat which involves um her going into um like a it's like a Jap- like a nu- like a nuclear reactor in japan it's like in order to um like take out this um bomb that was meant to th- destroy the reactor it's weird because you know it's like oh wow it's like you know it's like it's i mean the story is kind of straightforward but then like you know things get really bloody and dark toward like towards the end but um it's like but it kind of works out in an interesting way and then there's the final story um memoria which involves a uh, like a guy who has like hey his um his full-size um, like um, doll has arrived, and I'm um, sure he. And sure, like you know, there's. Um, it's like he's probably just going to um, like put it up in his in his room and just admire it. I'm sure, but then it turns out you know she comes alive, and it turns out that she's actually possessed by a by the spirit of a girl who um just wants to uh, you know make him happy before he dies before before she goes away, and. Before you think, oh, make him happy. Well, I can see where this is going. But no, it turns out not to be that way. Even though it's a guy who ordered like I don't know, life size doll and everything. And everything. These these three stories. I mean, they're also kind of interesting because you know, like they go in ways that you know, you don't necessarily expect. I mean, yes, they're kind of kind of creepy and weird in their in their own ways, but um. But I don't know. It's like it's 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 interesting insight into um, Okamoto's um, creative process. In it's like in the sense that you know, like I have to admire her, like her dedication to uh, like to uh, do to do stuff that's you know that's against that's against the grain, if nothing else. Is it done well? Uh, well, to be honest, I probably um, I. I kind of appreciate her work in the same kind of way that I appreciated um, um, Sakai Asuno's work on, it's like on Future Diary. It's like, no, it may not be exactly be good, but I definitely appreciate the fact that she's willing to, you know, hey, do something different, and um, just you know, go and go. It's like, and um, you know, just not give us like you know the same stuff that we that we've seen before. And I really, I really appreciate that, and. You know, I also kind of appreciate Dark Horse for um, putting out this series in the first place, even though it's like 
part of me um just wonders why the hell are we getting the elfin lied manga you know almost 10 what i have to check maybe in 15 years after the anime debuted wow that's that's kind of crazy i mean john does it does it kind of strike you as crazy that we're getting the uh manga now oh yeah um because um on two fronts unless they're bringing out some other new thing um uh, I, I don't understand it because it's going to be increasingly difficult to market such a thing. Um, you know, uh, of course, uh, Dark Horse is, uh, I mean, they, they've been known for, for re-releasing, you know, some of the older stuff, which I don't have any problem with. I think I think more manga uh, publishing houses should, you know, pay attention to some older titles as well. Um, you know, but I mean, it was understandable when we saw like something like, uh, well, let's pick something else. Uh, Card Captor Sakura, which came out with a, you know, they came out with new manga. Well, though. well no, then, no, it's like the, the Dark Horse published the, like, the dark, after um, Tokyo Pop up and died, Dark Horse um, seized the license for most of Clamp's manga. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 how they got that's how they got that. So they okay. yeah they and they released the um I think those were on the buy too the big the big volumes right um, yeah, yeah yeah though I think that um Kodansha Kodansha has taken at least the card captor Sakura license back and now they're doing like big hardcover reprints mm-hmm. of that of that series but it but you're right the the gap of time is you know and especially for a series that may not be as I mean I think the anime itself was oh. like was like twenty four episodes. Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, thirteen. Even smaller yet. See, <laughs> probably, probably for the best, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, hey, John, I think I've got a theory about why we're getting the manga. In fact, like Dark Horse kind of like might might have actually said this in in the solicitation solicitations for this manga itself. Mm. Yeah, because you, do you know what other um like? Because Dark Horse has lots of licensed comics, but you know what one of their um like recent um like acquisitions within the past year was uh i can't guess um stranger things ah okay yeah and you know it's like i gotta admit it's like you know i've heard lots of good things about stranger things but i just haven't watched it because i'm not like a uh, oh i gotta watch tv um a good tv show whenever i hear about it no it's like i kind of like i'm the guy who goes oh, i gotta read a good comic book series when i hear about it you know fuck i'm um, watching a tv show so but you know, like Stranger Things is kind of like a series about like you know, uh, like a character with like a character with, with like really crazy psychic powers that you know like falls into like a normal se- normal everyday setting and it's got like you know this kind of craziness that 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 follows her wherever she goes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm right about this, aren't I? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so it's like I mean, I, you know, so the so Dark Horse is publishing like Stranger Things comics and. Then you know, like when I was seeing the uh, solicitations for Elf and Lied, like in like in 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 like in the previous reprints that pop up on Bleeding Cool and Comic Resources, someone, I mean, whoever writes the solicitations for Elf and Lied, meant like also mentioned that um, the Duffer Brothers, the creators of Stranger Things, like um, had had cited Elf and Lied as a major influence on them. Oh, interesting. Well, that, yeah. that, 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 okay, that works for me. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, I don't know if the Duffer Brothers actually um, told Dark Horse that they had to license um, Elf and Lion as a condition to um, getting the license to, 
to um, make Stranger Things comics, but it would not surprise me if that that turned out to be the case. So, because hey, if you're like making one of the most popular series like out like out there, I mean, I would at least I would like to think that you could at least um, like demand any terms you want for the people who are going to publish your um, comics. So, so there you go. That's. That's how I think we we got these um, Elfin Lad comics, and you know, they may not be um, genuinely good so far, at least as far as this first omnibus goes. But you know, I'm glad we got it because it may not be good, but damned if it's not entertaining and captivating in its own kind of um, messed up way. All right. So, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Oh, thank God! It's like because. You know, it's like I got I, I got confirmation from like from cheap graphic novels that my order is on its way. So yes, next time I can assure you I will be talking about what Bendis has gotten up to at DC um, since he jumped ship for Marvel. So that's that's what you got to look forward to next time, um, for better or for worse. All right, we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, later's. <laughs>